This is CliffCentral.com. Hey, welcome to the Futurology Show right here on Cliff Central. It's the three musketeers. Mike's the tears. Brett's the tears. The brofisters. The brofisters. The cremaniacs. Whatever you want to call us. We're here again. I actually missed brofisting you last week. I was going to say, it sounds like the three dicks are back together. There's no Richard. No musketeers. No musketeers. No musketeers. There we go. Yeah. Take out the muskets, boys. There we go. <laughs> exactly. I think we're actually gonna we're gonna throw Mark in here. Cause yeah, you may as well. Yeah. yeah. So, guys, we 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 pretty privileged, right, to have Mark here. Mark Walker from IDC, dude. Oh, thank you, Brett. Absolute fabulous having you on the show. It's great to be here. It's a standard response. What is IDC, though? That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Um, has it got something to do with giving money to people when they come to you through black empowerment funds? Absolutely That's what people not. are asking. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's <laughs> waiting for the magic words. IDC is not that IDC. So don't ask me for money, and because I'm Walker, don't ask me for whiskey. No, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So what are you good for? <laughs> well, there we go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we don't really know where the show is going, but we might have a better idea now that Mark is here mm. about where the future is headed. Oh, well, we, we hope will. so. And we're talking we're trends 2018. Mm. We're looking into the crystal ball a little bit and see mm. where we're going and where we've been, where we're going to. Mm. How's it, are we going to get there? Those are our favorite topics, man. Well. Yeah. You know, so let's have a go. Yeah, I agree. But as long as we're not doing like these boring trends, like next year's going to be the year of cloud and the year of AR and the year of. Well, I don't blah, know, guys. Blah, I don't know. I don't the know. The year of I the dragon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there we go. Listen, stop talking about Mike's wife like that. <laughs> if it keeps going the way it's going, it'll be the year of. <laughs> the year of uh, multiple assaults. Yeah. <laughs> if our financial crisis is anything to go by, it's going to be the year of the bush baby. <laughs> Nothing as cool as a dragon's going to have smiling I, I think more like the crybaby <laughs> as long as Zuma crying but anyway yeah. back, back to the focus so the last couple of months have we've there's been interesting discussions mm. around my side specifically around this digital middle the fact that we're mm. now into the digital revolution we're mm. not waiting for it to start we're not waiting for we're not in the middle of the beginning mm. we're in it now we have assimilated a lot of great tech into our lives we've got faster connectivity there's ever new ways of doing th- things of consuming and creating content specifically but there's new ways of living new ways of working that are improving m- for the most part but there's also things that maybe could be distractions and other things but what are those trends and and mark what do you think they are sure um you know i think there's there's a lot of things happening we've, we've gotten to a point where technology is where it is now with you know 10 years ago a lot of the stuff was still Jetson stuff, mm. right? This is, mm. it'll be great to be able to talk to each other. Let's try and sh- shrink time and space. Well, we're doing yeah. that now. So mm. the question now becomes more about how relevant is it? Is it, it doesn't make a difference in your life. Does it make your life easier, better, faster? Are you happier? So, you know, and I've seen some of the, the trends that are saying around the education sector, for instance, yeah. where the guys are saying, you know, go and do, st- by all means, study computer science, but also throw in a bit of philosophy and sociology. And that starts mm-hmm. talking to the human factors, and I think that's where a lot of the, the technology is going to go in the future. <coughs> good good so. point there. I mean, the more I think about technology is it's enabled us to think about and prepare ourselves for other skill sets or other things that maybe we just didn't have time to consider. I mean, the, especially around the education space, like we're looking for people in industry that have more empathy. Absolutely. That's then crazy. Uh, empathy being one thing, um, knowledge on the other hand. Now, mm-hmm. you've got, you, can, you can have both. Yeah. You know, so in China, they used to have a thing called barefoot physicians or barefoot doctors. 
It's an old concept. And these guys, are, they would be medically empowered in terms of having medical skills, but they would have access to knowledge. With technology now, you can have that knowledge anywhere. Mm. And you can apply it anywhere as long as you've got some basic medical skills. So yeah. IBM Watson is actually a barefoot doctor now. You could, you oh, could say yeah, so to some that. Well, yeah. they're the, the diagnosis of, of skin cancer. Yeah. It's better than Mayo Clinics. You know, mm. It definitely no, it goes is. that way. Yeah. I like that you added that we needed to have more philosophers. I totally agree with this idea. And we've got some social impact solutionists as well, Mike. That was one a title that we've, we've donned upon you many times in the past. Yeah. But. It's one thing to have great tech. It's one thing to have a view on the future and to see where business is going. But I think sometimes we forget about the human impact of all of these things. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not just on, on humanity, but also what humanity has back towards these new trends and these new technologies. Yeah, I think, you know, from a philosophy point of view, uh, philosophy is a great thing to go and study, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Except the big philosophy firms aren't hiring. Mm. But, you know, we've got to get over <laughs> yeah. that. So, Actually, you know, what is a philosophy firm? Good question. What good would question, it be? right? Yeah. Should we philosophize about this philosophy firm? <laughs> I'd love what to. The when, you, when you find one, let me know. I can go like, sign up somewhere and uh, join the digital philosopher's I mean, corner. You could actually argue that um, uh, marketing agencies. No, the 19th, the 19th role, hold right? at every country club <laughs> is pretty much the philosopher's <laughs> corner. That's Deep philosophy. Yeah. I think that's really Because it's not the consulting firms, that's for sure. Oh, sorry, no. Mark. So, <laughs> that's okay. I'll take it this time. <laughs> I like Mark. You fit in, Mark. It's really Mike's cool. going to have a little. We'll have a discussion later. During <laughs> the show, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, let, let's let's just keep Chippendale. And, uh, and, uh, there it goes. So, there it goes. Yeah, so we've got two squirrels actually on the show today. It's called Chippendale. <laughs> Chip sitting to the left and Dale to the right. And we're going to squirrel away. Yeah. But let's squirrel around the trends, Mark. Mm-hmm. What do you see? You know, just in terms of. If we look back and what the predictions were for this year, how, how accurate were they, and, and what what were the really the big impacts this year before mm, we actually that's a good way to sure. start? Yeah, yeah. No, I think let's, let's it, see if it, it actually yeah. came out. What because you, you you read the trend experts and mm-hmm. it's quite frankly it's they're all copying from each other and it's sure. just it's it's just so vague and generic. They're all quoting Mary Mika. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It starts the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, Klein Perkins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's where it all starts. She had a great slide deck this year, by the way. Yeah, no, we did. <laughs> it was very good. Um, the, the, the issue, you know, I think that from IDC's point of view, our point of view is it's the SMAC technologies. That was the big talk last year and also to some degree the year before. The SMAC technologies? SMAC technologies, okay. social, mobile, okay. um, analytics, and cloud. So, okay, I, was, yeah. I nearly turned around and gave Mike a SMAC. Just to see if I this technology you didn't worked. That by now, you know? <laughs> uh, we're we're not that around. You've been under a rock. We're not that clever. <laughs> <clear. laughs> Gee, I knew that, but I didn't want to show any of that. <laughs> Thanks for taking a hit for me, Mike. <laughs> it's a pleasure, bro. Anything I can do to ease the pain here, but uh, anyway, so <laughs> yeah, so anyway, using Mike's terminology, let's get back onto the trends yes. here. Mm. You know, um, the I think the smack things that, that it started coming to the fore about two years ago. We guys and with the usual, con- but it's very much a business and an enterprise perspective. Yeah. So the guys saying, you know, how's it going to affect my business? Am I going to give away the crown jewels? What about regulation? All these things, and by during towards the end of the last year, during this year, that's gone away a lot. Guys mm. don't actually see the benefit. They're starting okay. to put their stuff on the cloud. They're starting to see the benefit of analytics. And, and here we're talking mostly in the enterprise space. But it's oh. also starting to filter down through to the small, medium enterprise who can 
be a small company, but you can play a very big game. Mm. Yeah, your, you your, 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 your reach is, is and your, your ability to scale is, is fantastic. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. I think you've effectively got access to technologies these big banks have. Absolutely, absolutely. You know. So I think you know, those, those are the things that we're starting to see, the benefits starting to come through. But the questions that are arising now is, you know, there's good and bad. So you see Elon Musk mm. saying, well, you know, is, is artificial intelligence really the way we should we go? regulate it, right? You think on Google, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is a, the, you know, what about algorithms? Are we, mm. what, what influence do they have on our lives? Or what are they, they going to influence our outcomes? Because you're right, it could go good or it could go bad. Yeah. And then how do you govern that? But do you want to govern it? Do you, I mean, this is quite moral questions that are dealing about the, the kind of humanity and mankind and the impact. Well, I, yeah. I, th- I think the answer is quite simple. You know, if we continue looking at this with a Jacob Zuma perspective, I mean, he's in charge. If he's writing the algorithms, we're kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's going to be writing algorithms. Like people, maybe he's yeah. really good at algorithms. Yeah, I mean, he's maybe. really good at like making big numbers even bigger. So no, hundred percent, hundred percent. If if you can get the coding right, but I if we had Nelson Mandela writing, it would be yeah. quite the opposite. Yeah, so yeah. it comes back to how we are as human beings and how the, we interact with each the other. The thing I like about Elon Musk is that he might not be saying, like, I don't think we need to not necessarily have AI in the future. He's just wanting us all to be a little bit more aware of mm. the journey we're taking to get there. And the implications. Yeah, what, what yeah. are those implications? It's, it's that whole Jurassic Park quote again. We're, worried so much, we're wondering so much whether we can. We're not wondering whether we should. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. No, so it's, back, it's, to, back to the trends. So, I've you know, we, so we, seen a lot more of those kind of things coming through. Okay. The SME sector is becoming very important. Um, where okay. Because they start to leverage technology. Yeah, and I suppose the, the, the playing field's been leveled, right? Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. no longer the realm of the big organization. No, they can absolutely. throw a ton of money at compute power. Suddenly everyone can. Yeah. But, but just, to back, just to finish off on that algorithm, jumping yeah. around a little bit, squirreling mm. away. Gotcha. Is, you know, the, 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 the challenge with the algorithm thing is that it, it, it predefines a lot of outcomes. Yes. And I think that's, that's where the danger lies. You start getting this group think type thing going. But then yeah, on the other hand, absolutely. you see that also not necessarily the algorithm side, but the ubiquity of available mm. information. With this recent thing with the president's keepers, uh, Jacques yeah. Poe's book. Yeah. Um, mm. That same day, how many how many copies of the PDF did you get? Distribution. Yeah. Hundred percent. You get your your inbox was suddenly full of mm. the PDF version, but there was also a moral aspect to it, where guys would say, "I'm sending you the the thing, the the PDF." But uh, go and place the order and at least let, let Jacques and his, his due, his due yeah. cash. You know. Well, I, I bought the book. Did you buy so the book, Brett? Yes, I did, actually. Oh. On it's Sunday it's evening. Cause it's a riveting read, eh? It is. It's a very, very good read. I haven't started. Yeah. My wife is hooked. No, no. It's just, it reads like a, a, a John McCarr novel. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like... You can't believe it. You think, is this really happening? It's, it's a spy novel. You know. But I mean, no, superbly. I don't read. know if I want to read it then. I'm no, you make you myself muffin. <laughs> That's the <laughs> only problem. <laughs> but you do get a little depressed. <laughs> well, well, it's in, enough entertainment to keep your squirrel brain at focus <laughs> for a while. <laughs> so, well, so, so, I'd so. like to touch back on the algorithm yeah. side and, and, and the whole point of data bias. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, you see it coming out of various algorithms as people are starting to understand. Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks, oh, well, it's, it's being rude because of X, Y, and Z, or it might be because of the coders. And what it's actually turning out to be is, is the availability of data and what type of data that you're putting in there that's shaping a bias into your algorithms, mm-hmm. right? So I wonder when, where are we going to go with that? Surely, sorry, just to add mm. to that, though, surely it's the actual design of the algorithm as well as the bias of the data. 
Well, in, remember that algorithms there to solve the problem. You're trying to figure out how you solve the problem of the, yeah, of but, the algorithm. The but, data could sway a bias in in the larger area. I, I, I think it will, but but it's it's the rules that you're implying mm-hmm. into 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 the algorithm. If I can add to this from from a research point of view, that's my background is research. Mm-hmm. So you look at you look at how yeah. you design. It's, mm-hmm. it's not just so much about the outcome. It's yeah. about asking the right yes. question. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And I think that's where you get this whole cognitive bias. You get sampling bias. Yeah. You all there's, there's 10, 15 types of bias that you're going to get. And I think the, at the moment it's been kind of left out there. Yeah. So it's left to the developer who's yes. typically, typically a yeah. technical guy who's got he's well educated. He knows his story, but he knows his environment, but he doesn't necessarily empathize mm. with the, yeah. the, the, the you know, Yediman, common man. You know? yeah. I think that's where the problem comes in. Yeah. And this. There's this rise of passionate data analysts coming out. There are people that say, I really love big numbers. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing people all the time that say, I really love looking at dashboards. I really love interpreted data. Uh, I really like co- making this correlation between com- what would seem completely random when put through a, a d- predetermined framework. Mm-hmm. Um, but taking them and saying, because that's doing mm-hmm. that, this is actually affecting this. And Correlation yes. versus causation. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of this... There's this trend for big data. Like, let's, let's collect as much big data as we can so we can better understand yeah. our business. Mm-hmm. But they're putting it through a, this preconceived notion of what they're trying to achieve. So we want to see these numbers. Mm. And let's, let's, let's create a framework that shows us those numbers. There's no, there's no ability for exploration. There's no ability to, for, for the discovery of something new or actually a real influential trend that really does shake the, the business to a core. They're going with a pre-baked, Color by numbers type approach. It's, a ga- yeah. it's gaming. It's a, they're gaming the outcome. You know, and I, you, you see this in a lot of the big corporates. Um, guys has put up the you know the whole thing concept of, of KPIs, mm. performance Correct. indicators, scorecards, and what did that lead to? You know, there, it led to the things. Well, what's yeah. his name from GE? Mm. Um, uh, Jeff Emmelt. Je- no, Jeff Emmelt we died before him. Oh, Jack uh, Welsh. Jack, Jack Welsh, Welsh. That's it. Um, you know, he came up with the, the, the grading of, of everybody in your organization mm. in terms of the, to the top performance, the, the average runners, mm. and the guys you're going to fire. And what, what good did that do? Microsoft used to run that, for instance, and they, they killed that idea two years ago. Mm. And so you're gonna get, the, you're gonna get the outcome you, 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 you arrange your math around. Mm. Yeah, that's, true. that's the problem. You, you are. And, I, and, I, and in fact, I mean, it's implicit in the system. I mean, it's, it's the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. I mean, quantum physicists know that they actually cannot predict with absolute certainty yeah. because yeah. our consciousness defines the outcome. Mm. Um, and, and it's a that, that look was me going, I cannot believe Mike sounded so intelligent. It was incredible. There's <laughs> <laughs> a good brain over that back over here. What just happened, Jan? It fell off my chair. Was it the Heisenberg? The Heisenberg? Uncertainty principle. Yeah. I, I mean, the idea very simply was, I mean. I just right. thought he made crystal meth in the corner. No, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. He <laughs> <laughs> taught some science so, on so the that's side. That's why his fallen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but in essence, I mean, Russia and the, the, Russia, the old Soviet Union and the Americas used to collect collaborate scientifically, certainly mm. whilst the Cold War was going on, and they did these experiments through these big quantum machines, and they each predicted an outcome, and they both got the outcome that they predicted. And when they compared results, we almost went into World War Three because they were like, <laughs> you, you're lying, you're lying. And yeah. when they actually got underneath the, the understanding of this, what they realized is by predicting the outcomes, you define the outcomes, which is, which is fascinating because what it means is that your consciousness is actually predetermining the outcome above everything else. Do you think that by better understanding or interpreting the data we have and creating these trend insights that we're getting, that we are better equipped to focus on the future? Yeah, as far as absolutely. I think so. 
the, the concept of standing on the shoulders of giants. Yes. You know, mm. so you, you, yeah. want to, you, you want to do that. But, you know, you, if you look at human nature, you know, the, the, the intention behind the Internet, for instance, was that everybody would share information and we would, all, all ships would rise on this, yes, this lovely this tide of information. Yeah. And it's turned into, you know, let, let's fight each other on Facebook. It's like a land grab for the next. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, you look at coming back to the algorithms, you go look at the JSE or, or the Wall mm. Street. It's going to be the fight of the big banks who've got the algorithms, who've got the best predictive algorithm that can do those micro trades. And it's going to come down to a bunch of few individuals fighting. So it's, it's that, but it's also the agility of the companies to be able to anal- to see the trend coming and to be able to be in a good position yes. to take the advantage of that opportunity. 100%. And that's where startups, entrepreneurs, and all those kinds of guys are, are getting involved a lot sooner or ahead of things because big corporates and banks, they might have that data. But probably have no that they might have a clue of what to do. They just aren't able to do it. No, absolutely. I, I read a great quote, and I forget who actually said it. it was some science fiction, science fiction writer? The future is 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 happening right now. It's just unevenly distributed. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's happening at it the hasn't edges. been downloaded yet. <laughs> it, it, it has been downloaded. Oh. It's just happening at the edges. Yeah, and and the banks are not at the edge. And so the un- they're in the middle of it. Is the unevenly distribution got to do with um, ownership? No, 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 not not at all. It's 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 the ability to see what's happening and act and, on it. And act on it. Mm. But I mean, you think about okay. it. Where's all the great innovation coming out? It's it's out of these these startups, these lean agile mm-hmm. organisations. It's not coming out of our big four or five banks. In fact, they're, they're the opposite. Well, they're funding these opportunities, and that's a question I have for for Mark. Is uh, well, the, not, uh, not so well, sure. some of them they might be. I mean, yeah. we've we've had some mm. pretty close access to <coughs> banks funding companies around us yeah, yeah. Um, and we're going well when's our shot to be honest but I mean <laughs> you know, I mean, you sit there wondering like hey cool well, if you, in the, abs- we're, we're, in the we're, absence we're, of finance we have to find a solution so, so, so if, 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 if I don't need a, money I need a better strategy so, so if you're a banker and you're listening to this uh, that was Brett Lindsay from yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't need your money thanks yeah. <laughs> it comes with too many strings attached yeah. but Mark the trends 2018, the rise of the startup, the rise of the, or the, the, the transformational change of Binge Enterprise. Mm-hmm. What are we looking at? Is it somewhere in the middle? Is this new entity, this new unicorn creation production process about to be launched or where are we? I think it's incremental. You know, I don't think there's, there's going to be this, there's, there's very few unicorns. Let's put it that way. Yeah. You know, we've seen, we've seen them. Everybody would love to be a unicorn. Everybody wants to get in early. And just just to take a little bit back, you know, the, the future is going to be defined about keep about agility and keeping up. Mm. You know, the guys, the, the the big banks, they are going to be doing a lot of funding. Yeah. The angel investors are going to be doing a lot of funding, but they're going to be a fu- funding the best ideas that stand on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. yeah. So if you see a bunch of technologies and you see a problem or a challenge that you want to you, that you know how to solve by cobbling all the stuff together, mm. the better your cobbling together idea looks. The yes. more likely you're going to get funding, mm. you know. So th- th- that's the simple way around it. You so that's quite crazy, though. Because yeah. surely it should be the better that you solve a customer problem. Mm-hmm. That's that's well, the point. But that is the okay. point. You well, that was yeah. my next question. You mentioned well. you mentioned that smaller companies are able to go head to head with bigger companies mm-hmm. due to the nature of technology and all the access we've got. But take the challenge of trying to raise finance away. Mm-hmm. Don't make that the starting point for any new solution oh, yeah. provision. And start solving the real problems. Mm. Now you leave it up to sort of businesses like like the one I run and um, all the others around us. They're, they're solution focused, and we, we're going to clients saying, saying, "Look, you don't just need maybe a website. You don't just need a business process. You need to know what to do with it once it's going. It's the effective use of a tool. It's not the tool. That's the solution." 
And some of that can be done for free. When you find like-minded individuals that yeah. are willing to solve problems, mm-hmm. you can band together. And, I mean, we're seeing it with the likes of the MMA. Some of the agencies are actually dropping rates to say, well, it's actually worth doing. Let's mm-hmm. go and do this. Um, there are other businesses just wanting to work together because they really just get on with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's not focused around finance, profitable ends. Um, and I'm seeing this – I'm personally seeing a trend. I don't know if you mm-hmm. can back this up, but it's practicality, then make it pretty, then see if the, the profitability – Go that route first, because if it is practical, it'll, it'll ultimately end in a profitable mm-hmm. end, yeah. uh, rather than say, well, let's get all the money now and uh, burn cash and see what we can do. Yeah, let's let's have a runway before we even have an airplane. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm. do you think that there's that's going to be a whole new level of disruption when a whole bunch of enabled humans start realizing that they have the ability to create solutions and opportunities? It's all about relevance, you know. At the end of the day. To, 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 to Mr. Sinclair versus Mr. Lindsay. Um, you know, to, to Brett Sinclair's view is that, you know, if, if, if you're not relevant and you, you're not identifying the customer's need and talking to that, they don't care mm. one bit about what technology you're cobbling <coughs> together. Yeah. They don't want to know. They yeah. want to know there's a solution to yeah. the problem. Mm. And, and if they're solving the problem, you're usually going to get a financial benefit. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's that's what happens. Yeah. It flows, you know. So, so in terms of the the trends going into it next year, Mark. I mean, all all of if we look at Smack, you know, the, it's quite a functional focus on technology. Um, am I recording all right, yeah, guys? You're looking. Yeah. Uh, no, we just can't believe how, how fast how the time fast goes. Time has uh, okay. flown. Okay. But but halfway through this, yeah, the, the, the Brett suddenly looked with this confused expression on their face. I was like, okay, guys. Someone farted. Someone. You know what it was? I, I know where the rest of the show's going. Because uh, I, I, I heard Mark saying, <laughs> I, I heard Mark saying, Brett Sinclair as opposed to Brett Saint Clair. So just to be clear, it's sin as opposed to Saint Clair. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. When I fart, it's a sin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot so, less sinning going on there. But the no, trend's no, 2018. There's methane at out there, so we're going to cause some havoc in the future. Now we know why the climate is changing. No, exactly. It's your fault, Mr. Saint Clair. This is a good time for a record scratch. And we're back to our normal program. And we're back. So scrolling back. Um, I mean, is is the trend more around the customer as opposed to the function of the technology? Because I mean, if we look at social, mobile, uh, analytics, and, and and cloud, I mean, these are functional technologies that get implemented, um, and and it, it comes back to your point around the startups. It's so what unless you've got a real problem to solve, and real problems come from real people, which actually happen to be your customers. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, do you think there's going to be a stronger focus around customer as a trend as opposed to just these? These exponential, potentially exponential technologies. Absolutely, I think you know if I, if I uh, all the customers or technology companies I speak to, everyone's getting far more focused on the narrow end. Yes. Okay. On customer experience. So it's only these customer experience uh-huh. programs, and it's it's not so much the lip service type stuff that you used to see five uh-huh. six years ago. Guys really want to understand what what's actually in the mind of the customer and this, this how is an SME going to be successful it yes. becomes the question mm. and the, the, the advantage is if you understand your business your customer's business yeah you're going to have to really understand Absolutely. what they're doing where, where the shortfalls are and that, yeah. that's going to make the difference well yeah. mike and i really recently attended the cx innovation tech fest and uh, it's a went straight to podcasts there was so we had 14 great interviews with people that were attending that 
and that same sentiment's coming out as well. It's not just about having a strategy around customer experience. It's not just around having using great technology to, to as part of that strategy. It's about the effective execution of that and actually understanding what it's doing, understanding what that impact is, mm-hmm. and then acting back mm-hmm. on that into okay. your business. It's almost getting back to the relationship side of things. Sure. You know, back in the old days, the guys would sit around on a Friday afternoon having a beer yeah. and saying, oh, I mean, in my business, this is the problem. Mm-hmm. You know? And the guy sitting across from him saying, oh, I know yeah. how to fix that. And that, that's that's where this thing's going to. It's, it's you're just doing it at a, at a different uh, scale. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now you can you can do it. You can do it quicker. Mm. You can do it most likely cheaper. Yes. You can deliver it mm. faster, and you can measure the effect more effectively. And it's more meaningful. Yeah. yeah, all yeah. Of, yeah. So Actually, I heard someone the other day say that they feel business has got more difficult in this era. And they, I mean, they're on stage, and um, they're asking an audience their opinion. And a couple of guys put up their hand, and, and the speaker was like, ah, "Are you kidding?" business is even more difficult than it used to be. And I was kind of thinking to myself, I think it's the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. Business is always difficult, but I think the things that used to make business difficult is gone. It's a lot easier now. There are now other challenges to business. Mm. No, guess first. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, at the end of the day, they say business is about finance and profit and Mm. managing your cash flow and stuff. It's not. It's about solving solving other people's problems. Yeah. Boom. Transact- transactionally fulfilling needs. <laughs> Correct. Mm. But um, I want to flip that on its head, if I may. Mm. Uh, business is actually quite simple. It literally is about the transaction between two parties. Yeah. One has a need, one has what the other needs, and it's whether it's goats and cheese or it's money and something else, mm. a service or a product, it, there is a need. It is transacted upon and it's fulfilled. What's happened, I think, is that society, humans, have gotten more complex. We've Ooh, the philosopher speaks. You know what? Eh? It's it's That's about people. True. We're just saying how it's yeah. about people. But we have gotten more complex because of the fact that we've gotten more connected. Mm-hmm. So we're more connected to things. We're more connected to each other. We're more connected to information. And because of that, we think yeah. sometimes I think the surface level information individuals get is the first thing that they act upon. And Whereas maybe we'll dive a little bit deeper. We'll go into like page three of a Google search, trying to find some information. Yeah. Or maybe speak yeah. to amazing people like yourself, Mark, to say, yeah. where, where is it actually going? But the thing is now we've got this complex thing, not in just one individual, yeah. but in society as a fabric. Uh, yeah, sorry, Mark. It becomes a story of information asymmetry. In the yeah. past, a lot of business was about asymmetri- asymmetrical information. Take the estate agent as an example. An estate agent, you'd move into a new city, you don't know anybody, you don't mm. know where to live, you don't know where the schools are and so on. So you were at the mercy of the estate agent who knew all the stuff. So it was a huge asymmetry. Sure. And that asymmetry had a price. Yeah, that yeah. asymmetry goes away now. You're going to spy on the estate agent and you can see mm. what that house sold for the last time it was sold in the street. You can also attach that to crime statistics. You can attach yes. that to a whole the bunch of other Legal advice. Exactly. There's a lot of stuff to it. And you can say, well, you can start making a far more informed decision. So your basis yes. of discussion starts at a far higher level to Brett's point. Yeah. Yeah. So it applies to all um, careers, right? And you can apply the same thing to accountant, mm-hmm. to a lawyer. Um, the knowledge base yeah. of stretching the asymmetricalness is shrinking mm-hmm. all over the show. That's My mind's breaking at the thought of it because um, everybody is learning and trying to acquire knowledge and then add value to it. And at the same time, we've got artificial intelligence that's starting to chew up and and you kind of look at the ecosystem from an education point of view right through to getting into your first job and your first business 
all of that really is getting chewed into by AI because it's learning quicker than we could learn through our own traditional learning mechanisms. Mm. So if we're taking that value away because we're doing it a hell of a lot quicker with AI, what's left of that knowledge-based economy? That's kind of where I'm going with this. And I think the answer to that is possibly relationships. Absolutely. Mm. It's, yeah. it's real people talking about real things and solving them in a real way. Um, we were talking just before we started the show was uh, how valuable is information and how valuable is the interactions like this, around a beer, on a Friday, yeah. uh, around a braai, talking about things. Like yeah. Somebody coming up and saying, this is my business, this is what I do, how do we talk? Especially on a Wednesday at 12 o'clock. No, it happens at any time, exactly. Yes. Sometimes live on air. <laughs> yes. But, uh, yes, exactly. I mean, you, the, and during the week, you, 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 you walk onto a Dun Africon. Yeah. So you speak onto a stand, go into a stand, meet an old mate. You say, oh, this is the business I'm doing now. Now, have you thought about applying this model to this industry? Mm. Actually, I haven't thought about that. Hey, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's those, those triggers that, that I think we can end up missing. Do you think exhibitions and stuff like that are going to take a rise in the future? I think what they're doing is they, they, they're acting as a village green. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's a village green thing. It's, it's you know, the, or the, the, the main street where you walk past people and you get to greet your old friends. Mm. Um, it's, I, I think the, the mm. thing where the, the traditional exhibition thing, the, the, the original message was this is where everybody comes together, everybody who counts is yeah. going to be there. Yeah. That's, still, that's still true. But what's happened over time is it's diluted. It's turning into a huge branding yeah. exercise and stuff. So I don't know if exhibitions yeah. are really the way to go. I want to pose a theory. So that in that case, if the strength is going to be in the human relationship, then surely it's all about being the coolest kid on the block, most liked no. person. Is no. that the future valuable no. human being? What's no, going to no. make you cool is going to be the question. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be the question. Because then it becomes contextual and relevance because yeah. I can be cool by being a dick, but you, you know what I mean? Or the, mm-hmm. well, I don't or like the class clown kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there's, the social, sure. there's the social perception and then there's the actual perception. How much value do you add to the discussion? That's going to mm. be what's yeah. And that's it. And it's going to come, come around by the actual impact that and is yeah. derived from that interaction. Absolutely. To your yeah. point of, of the value of information. Yeah. So the more informed you are, the more you understand how to apply things and build puzzles, mm. see patterns, that's, that's how you're going to add value. Can, can I ask a question on this in terms of going forward? Because if we look at education, certainly our current education system is in a complete state of mess and we've got to f- fix that. And one of the biggest challenges with all of this t- uh, New information that's available to us is the ability to actually unlearn as opposed to learn. Mm. Is that not going to be more important in terms of this knowledge? Because, I mean, I'll give you a simple example. We've got a whole lot of dietitians who have gone through university, and every single one of them is right, but none of them agree with each other. So you've, got, you've, you've got a bunch who are actually academically ignorant now advising you on what they think is best, but because they've got the degree, it means that they're right. Is the, the qualification here the ability to unlearn? Sorry, I've got a thought around this. It's around yeah. subjective and objective approaches mm. to problem solving. Yes. There are people with degrees. There are people like lawyers, psychologists, and everybody else that yeah. has the learnings. And they've gone and they've studied. They, they've, they've honed their skill set through their ability to yeah. learn something. There's another innate skill that is the ability to know what's actually happening with a person. Okay. And I, yeah, that, that emotional, that, that, that quotient that gets you yes. into what does this person actually need in order to solve the problem that they're experiencing? It doesn't mean, you know, knocking a hammer in with the, sole, the heel of your shoe. It means finding the guy a hammer and showing him how it works. Yeah. 
And it doesn't mean you have to go and hire a contractor to do it. Mm-hmm. It's about understanding that there's a real need around a specific problem that can be solved. And I think too many people are coming out of varsity and, and things, and quite rightly so. I mean, they've spent a lot of time there. They feel entitled that they should mm-hmm. be able to go and impart their knowledge. Yes. But it's the difference between imparting knowledge and actually solving problems. Yes, but I mean, my point is the ability to actually unlearn. Because there's just so much information. I take your point. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got to understand the core essence. And that's going to happen at establishment uh, level, probably. But, but, but also then you get caught in the biases. Yeah. Here, you know, your cognitive biases, etc. But um, again, you know, the, the more people involve each other, yeah. you, yes. you're going you're to you're find a level because people confront your, your bias. So you yeah, know, the, absolutely. the more knowledge you have, absolutely, that. and you, you'll bring it to table. If you think of kids now learning math, mm-hmm. um, in the old days you get your textbook and either you kept up and you did math or you didn't. Yeah. Okay, you were, you were not going to be able to do math. Yes. Now kids that were backing with maths go into Khan Academy, they figure yeah, out, fabulous, they see a, bit, amazing, a different yeah. way of thinking. And I wish they would do that before they get dropped to math lit or something. Yeah, ab- it's exactly. too easy these days to oh. just drop to math lit. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and, and if you, if it, it, it teaches people a love of thinking mm. and a love mm. of problem solving yeah. and a love yeah. of and and recognition stuff, you know. Mm. And, and these, are, these are the new talents. Yeah. It's not that you know um, a new coding language or know a specific law. It is the ability to apply the critical thinking part. So, so then, then, then my question then, mm. uh, Mark, coming back to the idea of trends, I mean, we spoke to mm. Christian Crum, uh, was it last week or the week before? Yeah, around, two weeks ago, yeah. Two weeks ago around humanification. And, and he, he was a very interesting conversation about, you know, digital's got to be about humans. Is, is this not really the trend for next year? Is, is, is it about yeah, how do digital, we, stay human, yeah. Or, or how do we become more human? You know, instead of solving the old problems in, in trying to do new ways, solve these new problems in, in completely new ways that are more mm-hmm. around being human. You, you spoke about the UX and the impact it's happening. Is, is this not something that Possibly. we should be, be looking at as a trend? Interesting, there was a book written by Neil Stevenson, late 80s, called yeah. Snow Crash. Yes. I don't know if you've ever read it. I, I, I bought it on Kindle. I, n- I, never got, I, yeah. I haven't read it. Do yet. yourself a favor. Yeah. And it's, he talks about avatars. Yes. And basically... In those, in those days, and he was, he writes near term science fiction. Yeah. A lot of that stuff is now true. Okay. Hmm. And okay. it's, it's really interesting to see how the, that thinking has developed over time to become a reality. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, that's where it's going to go. The humanification is, it's basically bolting technology onto a human brain. Mm. Yeah. Advancing like, ourselves. Advancing rather ourselves than saying, okay, we're complementing ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. Launching from a higher platform, mm. you know, and I think that's, that makes all the difference. Okay. I mean, that, that, I mean if we're saying that, we're going to see some pretty interesting trends in the field of medical because it is about integrating the body mm-hmm. with micro bots and uh, sensors and, and, and. As long as we've right? got some very so serious ethical considerations yeah, yeah. around I mean, that. So yeah. Maybe it's ethics. Uh-huh. If, if you think about it, most speak. most companies, most I think humans outnumber businesses at the moment, maybe for the, for the time being. Let's just go with that assumption. <laughs> <laughs> humans yeah. outnumber Don't businesses. Yeah, wait until IoT and there are more robots than there are humans in the next twenty, thirty years. <laughs> but if that's the case, every business that's facing a problem regarding the future and the unknown, disruptive, exponential change that's coming has enough human EQ within their business to hopefully start changing their business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Likewise for education yes. and all these things. There are so many people, uh, I think, Bretton, you and I have had this discussion around education, where it's, mm. we've all got, we're all looking at education thinking, and Mike, you've always spoken about it, but we're always talking about education. It needs to change. We need to get it better. Yeah. But do not think that the educators also know this. 
and that within the school systems, things are going to start changing organically because they kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Um, not not because not because people on the outside are going. You have to change the way you teach. It's, it's, it's your point. No, I, I don't think so because the the primary KPI, and Brett, you mentioned mm. it from your chat with with your rector, is metric. And, so and it's it's governed by a KPI, right? Businesses, even schools, and I, I actually spent some time uh, with my kids' rector, and my worry was the skill sets going into our market yeah. and how we're yeah. shaping these individuals and that we're focusing a whole lot of time on trying to create well-rounded children, I want to query if that's still what we need to do. What is a, the rounding? That's what is, what is, is that rounding? rounding was, yeah. was my query. And well, so had certainly a, with a Sinclair, we need a bit more of a square yeah, as opposed to a round. Thinking, I was first of all thinking, what are dietitians anyway? <laughs> <laughs> you're in shape. Round is a shape. Uh, <laughs> uh, now no, no, you're pulling a bony here. No, but, but before we digress completely down the squirrel track. <laughs> but so, so, okay, where I'm going with this is... Uh, he, he pulls it right back. He says there's an area between, say, grade uh, 4 and grade 10 where you can be creative and develop mm-hmm. those skills. But uh, from grade 10 onwards, it's about the one KPI, mm-hmm. getting you through matric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so we've yeah. got to actually fix that. Yeah, but yeah. that's my point there is do you not mm-hmm. think that's going to start to change due to necessity? There are new, there's new types of people and I'm talking about young people coming through education, the educational space with a different level of requirement for how, I, how mm. we get information. No, how do you keep my attention? How do you inform me? How am I empowered on the back of that information? Well, well can I ask the, the, uh, let me ask the question a, a different way because yeah. I, I think you're quite right, Brett. Mark, in terms of change, it's going to happen in one or two ways. It's mm. going to happen slowly and incrementally, which is w- what you're alluding to, or we have to go through a kind of a catalyst. To listen. <laughs> Say it three times. Add seashells. <laughs> no, cataclysmic change. Cataclysmic change. You, you know, so suddenly, you know, we, we, we hit the coal face. And, and what, what is your experience on this? I think we're already there. I, my, my, my own, my, look at my own kids. My boy is 17. Right? Yeah. He, he loves computers. He's into computer science there, but he also loves philosophy. Okay. Mm. Now, oh these, the, these things are like. Got another break coming. <laughs> These things are important because the way he sees the world, yes. my daughter sees the world, oh. is very different to the way we, at, at my age yeah. I saw the world 100%. at that point. Yeah, I, think that, I think it's going to be partially cataclysmic, to be honest. Yeah. Especially in my world, little, beers and parties. Hey, that, there's a cer- certain constants that never change. <laughs> <laughs> so just to start wrapping up a thought yes. here. Um, so we've spoken around uh, the value of information relationships. There's new technology coming to the fore and how do we use it. There's got to be a point in the very near future where it all starts to converge for the greater good, mm-hmm. uh, where it's solution-driven, not product and service-driven, and where people selling their wares are able to actually collaborate with other people selling very different wares or for a different end. Yeah. Have I asked that question? I don't actually ask questions as we've established. Yes, I just make statements. But, <laughs> but you tend to ask yourself if you, that was a statement or a question. Yeah, no, right? I'm just making sure and just justifying this philosophy. <laughs> That's fine. But the idea then is... There's all of these things. Mm-hmm. They're all happening in their own parallel tracks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at some point, they're all going to maybe cataclysmically yes. come together or organically start to find places really where, they, where, they, where they meet. Yeah. Is AI a thing that we need to look for? Is machine learning the thing that we need to look for? What are the key things out of, the, out of yeah. all of this? What are the things that are rising to the top for the future? Brett, that was a good question. Yeah, yeah, the question. I, yeah, I asked the question. I had to set it up, but I asked the question. Fabulous. Fabulous. Uh, so I think AI is definitely one of the leading the leading edge components of this. It's a bigger picture, though. 
you know, guys will say, well, from a business point of view, what do I invest in? Well, invest in AI, it makes mm-hmm. sense, okay? Mm-hmm. Invest in cloud, it makes sense. But that's, that's one piece of a far bigger picture. Yeah. And I think that the, yeah. a lot of guys miss that point, is that you've got to actually look at all of these parts together. It's, it's a holistic picture you've got to come up with. Um, AI, yes, it's, it's going to be part of it. But again, if we start talking technology, we're not talking about the relevance. And, and the human the factor, right? Yeah, the, the people. people. Yeah. It, uh, it, uh, this makes quite a, you know, every year, as you say, everyone talks about the technology and the trends and yeah. what's going to happen. And all of it's already there. There might be some interesting bits. If if next year is mm. all about the people. Mm. That'll be great. I think we're going to have a fabulous year next year. I, I think so. I, I quite agree. I mean... So I've, I've spoken for ages about the age of experience, and it's mm. something that we definitely, a lot of people have cottoned onto, age of experience, and I was mm. really glad to be there at the cold face of that, <laughs> which is fun to, to say. But I think if we do name the years, mundane as you said it was, to name yeah. the year next year, it's going to be the year of the moment. Those, those bits in the middle. So an experience is a long, mm-hmm. elongated exposure to someone or something, but there's that, there are going to be moments where things will connect. Mm-hmm. And it's only in those moments that we'll learn through trial and error and failure and Look at what millennials look at the impact of millennials on organizations already. Mm. I mean, you've been starting to see the effect. Yeah. First, it was bring your own device. Mm. Yes. Then it was this, then it was that. Now it's starting to infiltrate as the, as the millennials start getting go, going up into the organization. Yeah. You see a totally different work pattern, work way, way of thinking, um, you know, work life balance. Yeah. The, the good old, you know, we'll work for, for 18 hours a day thing. Guys are questioning that. Mm. I suppose and you're correctly, you know. computers and technology that frees up more of our time. 100%. And we get to choose what to do with it. And, and, and we should be embracing that. So I mean, no one wants to flip hamburgers. We had a, a, an Exco meeting the other day talking about productivity in the workplace, in our workplace, and, and the ability to not only be productive but also to be creative in yes. the face of solving problems. So rather than trying to force everybody to be more creative, because how do you do that? We've decided to start working a four-day productive week. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that we don't work okay. on a Friday. It just means that in four days, we try to do what we used to do in five days. Mm-hmm. So I'm cracking a whip a little bit hard <laughs> on the employees. But the response, actually, from the, the workforce is, crap, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And everybody's questions originally was, how do we do this? What does that mean? How, where do we start? And the, to start. Yeah. To start. That was, uh, that's yeah. how you get to. So just everybody's so busy worried about the how-to Let's try. Mm-hmm. Let's start doing something. I think there's going to be some really great, profound changes happening from businesses that dare to try. Start, invent, mm. fail, fail fast, start over. Yeah, yeah. iterate. You know, that's, it's going to be, I think that's, that's the momentum. That's that agility. It is the iteration model. It's that continuous improving. And that's what Absolutely. I'm looking forward to the most for, for next year is that people actually not just talking about it, but actually embracing this ability to yeah. continuously improve. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I think we're running a bit short on time here. Mark, just as a summation. What, what, what do you see as, as, as the big things that companies need to be looking out for next year? I think the influence of the millennials, um, new technologies around, I think AI is one of the leading areas. Okay. Security is another one, by the way. Yes. That yes. So they tie very closely together. Yes. In fact, if, if you didn't listen to the Jaya Balu uh, singularity, very well worth mm-hmm. listening to yeah, around yeah. security. Yeah. And I think those two, they, they, the one matches the other quite a lot. And I think there's, there's going to be a far more, far deeper emphasis, if you like, on, what is the human impact? What is the relevance? Yeah. You know, why, why, why connectivity? Do we need connectivity? Yes, we need it. But what are we going to use it for? That and, is the question. And when don't, when don't we need connectivity? Exactly. Good yeah. point. Very good uh, point. Uh, absolutely. Brett Lindsay? It's been fun. This has been a good, uh, a good uh, session at the Futurology Show. We've spoken about things in the past, things in the current, and things in the future. Uh, looking forward to doing it all again next week.
Fantastic. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on iTunes podcasts. Uh, rate us five stars. And Brett, we're on Twitter. Apparently. Yes, I just want to hear you say at Futurology <laughs> Show. <laughs> hashtag whatever the hashtag is that you think is hashtagable, and uh, yeah, let's uh, chat about that in the future. And uh, until the next episode, keep well. Fantastic. Yeah, cheers. Cliffcentral.com.